This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Please enjoy the following pre-recorded Encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equipped with Chris Brooks. I am absolutely thrilled that you've tuned in today. Why don't you do me a favor, strap on your seatbelt, because we're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I hope you had a phenomenal weekend. I hope you enjoyed gathering together with the people of God and the house of God to lift up the name of God. Weekends are made for worship. But I'm also excited that Monday is here. And as we start a new week, I really want to speak to your heart, your soul, about your purpose. God has an extraordinary purpose for you. God wants you to go further, to rise higher, to achieve more in his name than you ever could have imagined. But it never will happen if you don't uh, choose to really challenge yourself to go further in Christ. So today, I want to talk about how you can really uh, go further in the next step in your calling in Christ. And maybe you feel a sense of stagnation. Maybe you feel like you, you're not achieving all that God has called you to do. Maybe it's because of a sense of your past or maybe the opposition against you, or maybe you're struggling with your own uh, sense of deficiencies. In particular, if you're, you're a man listening to us, but I really want to see men walking in the fullness of God's purpose and calling in your life. And if you're struggling to do that today as a man, if you're sensing that I'm walking in some of it, but not all of what God has called me to do, uh, I want to speak to you. I want today to really minister to your heart. We're also going to open up the phone lines at 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. Let me give that number again, 877 877- 548-3675. If you're a man who needs encouragement, wisdom, or just prayer as it pertains to your purpose and calling, if you're experiencing stagnation or uh, just ob- uh, obstacles and opposition, and we want to help you to be able to overcome those things at 877-548-3675. And as always, if you're someone who's out there who has a man in your life that you love and you want to encourage them, we want to be able to come alongside of you as well. Today I have a phenomenal guest and an extraordinary resource. The resource is a book written by Jonathan Evans entitled Your Time Is Now. Get What God has given you. Uh, Jonathan is a pastor, speaker, mentor, and author who speaks passionately and powerfully about his relationship with God and his burning desire to share his faith with others. He serves on the pastoral staff at Oak Cliff Bible uh, Fellowship, uh, where his uh, father, pastor, and friend, Dr. Tony Evans, uh, has led for many years now. Uh, Jonathan has a goal of building a legacy that leaves an impact. He speaks to the next generation uh, in an extraordinary way, and he's the author, again, of this book, Your Time Is Now. Jonathan, how are you, brother? 
Man, good to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm grateful uh, to have you. Uh, I, I love the multimedia release of this book. We'll get to the videos in just a moment, and the content of the book is so powerful. But before we get to that, you know, we love your family. Obviously, we know that this has been quite a season for you guys. The last couple of years, uh, the loss of your mom, obviously winter passing on, so many uh, members of your family uh, being impacted in this season. Uh, just want to know how, how you're doing and how the family's doing. Well, thank you for asking and starting with that. You know, we're doing as well as can be expected. You know, we've gone through a tough season, um, and, you know, it always makes me think, you know, what do people do, you know, without faith in the living God, you know, when you're going through uh, seasons of loss and grief like we have. Um, we're just glad that we have our faith to hold on to. You know, we don't uh, mourn as those with no hope. And so um, while there's mourning, there is a whole lot of hope. And um, while there is feeling, there's a whole lot of faith. And so I'm just, uh, we're doing well, and my dad's coming around uh, nicely, continuing to preach the word and and hold things up. And so we're just holding each other up together. Well, just know we love your family. We're praying for you. You know, in the midst of adversity, it's amazing how God can produce fruitfulness. And out of the adversity of this season, a book has been born. Your time is now. Talk about the story behind this book, the origin story in particular. Why'd you write it? Well, I think it's important uh, for people to know. I, I, um, I'm, the, I'm the last in our family. You know, I'm the baby of the family. So uh, that's a good position because your parents are tired by the time you get there. So you can kind of can get, get, get away with some things. But it's also a position that makes you always ask the question, when is it going to be my turn? As a kid, you ask that question all the time, especially when you're last and you're watching everybody go ahead of you. And my parents would always respond by saying, what do you mean when is it your turn? It's always your turn because God uses everything and he wastes nothing. And so a lot of people are waiting for this pinnacle point. Uh, they're waiting for this pinnacle purpose, and they're wondering and asking the same question that I was asking when I was a kid. When is it going to be my turn? Not realizing that they're ignoring the journey for the goal. And we have to recognize that God doesn't waste anything, and he uses everything. Mm-hmm. He works all things out for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So I wrote this book um, out of my own story, which I tell uh, in the book, um, realizing how God uniquely used my journey to prepare me for my ministry. And so I think that's just important to understand. And so I, I wrote about it, and um, I, yeah. I really used some great uh, storylines to get into that. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. You know, there's a lot of people, Jonathan, who are looking at the the journey or the, uh, the, the uh, events of their lives as negatives, and they should be looking at it as positives, that God used those things, like you, for example, being born as the baby of your family. God intended purpose was to use those things for a greater plan than what we could ever imagine. And I think that you have done a great job in helping us through this book to realize, man, God has an extraordinary plan in every aspect of your journey actually plays uh, into that in a powerful way. Uh, Jonathan, I want you to uh, speak for just a moment about the now aspect of this uh, title. Your time is now. Help us understand why that's so emphatic. Well, I think it's important. You know, the the first word in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, is now. Uh, But he has to turn the page from Deuteronomy 34. And in Deuteronomy 34 is the death of Moses. In Deuteronomy 34, there's a lot of mourning. In Deuteronomy 34, 
um, uh, there's a lot of, uh, of tough things that the people of Israel are having to wade through and go through. And as soon as he turns the page, as soon as you turn the page in your Bible from Deuteronomy 34 to Joshua chapter 1, the first word is now. Now means imminent. Now means not later. Now means it's time to keep going in the direction that God is calling you because he tells Joshua, everything that I said to Moses, I've given to you. So I'm not changing my game plan. I'm just changing who I'm using and how I'm going about the same game plan. And so even though you've gone through something tough and you're experiencing trials, tribulations, hardships, all of those different things, God is still pressing forward to cross the Jordan. God still has a promise, a purpose, and a destiny um, that he's that He's going to, and he's going to use you to do it. And so we have to recognize that that from the morning in, 30, in Deuteronomy 34 to a few words later, uh, uh, the expression of now in Joshua chapter 1, that God was never stopping his program, that God was never slowing down. God was doing something new, and he was using Joshua, and he was girding him up to continue in that same direction. And so things keep moving and things keep going, and we need to realize that now is the moment, even through the morning. Yeah, even through the morning. A lot of people are morning right now, and maybe you're listening to us and you're hearing Jonathan. You can't help but to be fired up by hearing him motivated. I think one of the ways God has grace and anointed you, brothers, to awaken uh, our hearts in a lot of ways to, to uh, the fact that God is still at work in spite of all the setbacks. But yet we can't overlook the fact that beyond just what's happening in your personal family, a lot of people have experienced the heaviness of loss. Uh, talk about why we shouldn't allow that to be the reason why we stop moving forward. Well, I think that that's a part of the catalyst is that um, that's why the Bible says consider it joy when you go through um, various trials because it produces something. It produces perseverance. And so I think that we have to look at my dad always said, you know, most people see a challenge. I see an opportunity. My dad always uh, talked to me that way. And he always said that because uh, God, he understands and I understand and I want everyone to understand that God will use your ministry to cat- God will use your mi- misery to catapult you to your ministry. And so uh, your, your greatest ministry will come from your greatest misery. So we got to understand that. And when we understand that, we understand that even though we're experiencing misery, even though we're experiencing loneliness um, and depression and anxiety and, and struggle and family strife, all of those different things, God wants to use those things so that he can prepare you for how he's going to use you. Take Jesus, for instance. Um, in the book of Hebrews, it says we serve a great high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. But the reason why he can sympathize with our weaknesses is because he was betrayed by somebody close to him. It's because he was not accepted by those who came to save. It's because he was tempted in all things. So he actually had to go through it in order to be able to sympathize to it. And so God is not asking us to do anything that he himself has not already done. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Jesus is our Lord, our Savior, and our example of what it means to walk in his purpose and plan for our lives. Listen, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, I'm going to uh, really press in to what Jonathan has put into this book about how we uh, walk in God's purpose and calling for our lives. We also want to uh, bless a few of you. Uh, today with this uh, this wonderful book. And so what we're going to do is take your questions, and as those who call in for questions or even prayer, 
uh, as we process through how you overcome the obstacles in life to fulfill your purpose in life. We'll also be giving away a few copies of this wonderful book, Your Time Is Now by Jonathan Evans. There's also a couple of videos that go along with the release of this book that I believe will speak to your heart, motivate your soul, and help you to take a hold of your purpose and destiny. Listen, don't go anywhere. The phone number is 877-LIVE-675. 877-548-3675. Not a coincidence you tune in today. God has a plan. We'll be right back with more of Equip right after this. Hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. You know, you may have recently heard me promoting our next program or even asking you to become a monthly partner, folks that we call Equippers. But today I want to invite you to join something infinitely more important. Would you consider joining the family of God? You know, it may be possible that you've been listening to us talk about the Bible and the Christian life, but you've never really met Jesus personally. He longs to welcome you into his family and have a close relationship with you. You can surrender your life to him, accept his forgiveness, and start your journey with Jesus right now. I'd love to help you to take that first step. All you have to do is simply call 888-NEED-HIM. That's 888-NEED-HIM. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. What if I told you that your time is now? God wants you to say yes in obedience to his purpose and plan for your life, to remove the excuses, to move forward, to uh, aim higher, and to live the life of impact and influence he intends for you to live. Well, how do you do it? That's exactly what Jonathan Evans has written about in his newest book, Your Time Is Now. Get what God has given you. Jonathan, um, I found it very uh, appropriate that you were drawn to highlight the relationship between Joshua and Moses. And I want you to talk about that, but I just want to read a little excerpt from the back of your book. It refers to your story in many ways. You were the son, you are the son, rather, of a highly accomplished pastor, Dr. Tony Evans, with a huge ministry, but you found yourself becoming comfortable and uh, didn't really push yourself to figure out what your role or purpose was. As you got older, you realized that you needed to do more with your life. Obviously, you have leverage into that through spoken word, through leadership, pastorally, through writing, doing some extraordinary things. But how does that relationship between you and your dad, Joshua and Moses, really play out in the book? Oh, definitely. I think that's a, a, uh, the parallel that I wanted to make is my own insecurities and fear because I didn't want to do anything that my dad did because it's almost like, you know, Michael Jordan's son trying to try out for the bulls. I mean, it just kind of doesn't work. I mean, he's, he's kind of done so well uh, that I kind of use ran from anything that had, that looked anything like it because I saw his success as my future failure. Mm. And so there's a lot of people who are riding the coattails, you know, of other people and people around them and they have stories that they can tell about others. Uh, but the reality is that I came to and that we all need to come to is that God wants to use you. Like, yes. you know, and I would tell my mom, you know, it, it was a struggle for me. I love my dad. I honor my dad. Um, but I'm not him. And she mm-hmm. would say, you're correct in saying that. What would happen if you if you tried to put on your dad's shoes? I said, well, my feet would be crushed because I wear a 13 and he wears a 10. She said, exactly. <laughs> If you if, if you yeah. if you try to put on his shoes, you're going to be crushed. If you try to leverage your life based on his life, you're going to be crushed. You need to figure out what God wants to do with you and how he's going to use you. You can't ride his yes. coattail. 
um, uh, into your own, you know, journey. And so that's yeah. what I had to learn. And so I leveraged Joshua and Moses because Joshua was a totally different leader than Moses. But that's what God needed at that time. You know, this is this speaks so much into the ministry of mentorship, discipleship, that the ultimate goal is not to create a mini me. You know, Joshua is not Moses 2.0. Joshua is his own man. Moses was his own man, both men of God that God used uniquely, men of their times as well. And I will say, as I think of you, as I think of uh, even your dad, both men of God, but also both men of their times. And, uh, and, and I will just say that what I love about your book is that it speaks to our time. And I love about your ministry is that God has allowed you to be able to really speak to uh, this current generation in a way that is uh, powerful. And so I, I just think that those of us who do pour into the lives of others as mentors have to be careful not to cast such a large uh, shadow that the the expectation is that I'll, I'll preach like my mentor, speak like my mentor, think like my mentor. Obviously, all of us want to appeal to the Word of God, but ultimately, we're pointing people uh, to obedience in Christ. As we go throughout this interview, I do want to work in some of the phone calls that are coming in. Jerome is listening in in uh, Toronto. Hey, uh, Jerome, thank you so much for calling. Thank you for listening. What's your question for Jonathan, Jerome? No problem. Thank you for taking my call um, today. My my question is, um, you you have purpose in your own church, um, but the stagnation is happening in, in your own church, and your pastor or your leader fails to um, seize that purpose or fails to use you um, for that purpose that, that God has called you to do. So what, what, how do you go about that? Thanks for your call. I want you to uh, hang on because after Jonathan answers Jerome, we're going to get you a copy of his book as well because I think that will speak to your heart uh, in an even deeper way. So, Jonathan, what do you say to Jerome? I mean, obviously you want to be affirmed within your local church, but what if your pastor is underutilizing you and you feel stagnant because of your local church? Well, I think that's a good question. I think that um, that's where we have to pray for trajectory and what God is doing, because a lot of times God will use those stagnant situations. Um, God will actually allow you, kind of like Joseph, this is a bonus, uh, to be thrown into a pit. And he was he was held stagnant by the people who were supposed to push him forward, his own ministry, his own mm-hmm. family, his own brothers um, had him in a position where, where he was stagnant. But we have to have a different perspective, that even when we're stagnant and even when we're not able to move, that God is still moving even when we feel still. Because in his story, God was still moving. God already knew a palace was coming. God already knew um, that he was going to be over a famine. God already knew that he was going to have a testimony in Genesis fifty twenty that says, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good to bring me to this present result. And so there's a part of our journey that takes faith, that, that I can't see it, I don't understand it, but I know that God will deliver me, Paul says in, in Philippians 1, uh, 19. And so there is something that we have to know, even when it feels like we're, we're blocked from being able to go. And so I think that that is a perspective that we have to carry in those moments where we feel stagnant. But that doesn't mean that you are stagnant. So we have to keep going, keep putting one foot in front of the other and being prayerful that God will cut out um, a window in that jail cell so that you're able to see much further than where you are and have confidence in where he's taking you. 
I agree, and I just say, man, everything you just said, and I, I would just add one thing, Jerome, is that there are seasons of our lives where God is developing, cultivating within us character, the character that we'll need as a foundation for the gifts that we have. You know, uh, one of my disciples used to always say to me, you never want your gifts to take you to a place that your character can't sustain you. And so it's in these moments where it feels, quote, unquote, stagnant, that oftentimes God is teaching you patience. He's teaching you faithfulness. He's teaching you how to uh, serve unto him and not for the approval of people. Uh, All of these things are really, really important. So I would certainly pray and ask the Lord, Lord, is this a season where you want to keep me hidden? Because you know my character deficiencies. Because one of the worst things, and we see it all the time, Jonathan, is people who uh, don't have a fully formed spiritual life getting a major platform and being overwhelmed by that spotlight. We really, really need uh, the character of Christ in us. But you stay on the line, Jerome. Uh, Our producer will get you a copy of Jonathan's wonderful book, Your Time Is Now. Uh, You can call as well. Those of you who are listening, maybe you have a question for Jonathan, or maybe you just want prayer. I know what I'm called to do. I just... uh, Uh, maybe have found myself slowing down or overwhelmed because of other obstacles in my life. You know, when I read this book, maybe it's the month that I'm in. Maybe it's just your heart that I know you you have for men. I I, I think of men immediately. But uh, I love your dedication page. You dedicate this book to Kanika. Uh, Who is Kanika Evans and how has she helped you fulfill God's purpose in your life? Well, Kanika Evans is uh, my wife. We met at Baylor University, and we've been married for 15 years uh, this month, and we have five children. And so it's, and I appreciate that. It's been, it's been awesome to be married to her, and she is um, definitely the, the, the wind beneath my wings. I mean, she, um, she homeschools all five kids. Um, um, when I'm struggling to balance work and family, she gives the kids a great insight on what daddy has to do, what he's called to do, and how he's providing for our family. She's just one of those wives that ha- that has her husband's back, um, and um, and so I appreciate her and what she's you know contributed um, to me being able to even write this book and have my story because she's been there the entire time. Uh, from my time in the NFL and transitioning to the chaplain and all of those different things. So she's gone through all the ups and the downs. And so I wanted to make sure that she knew and that people know um, that this work is dedicated to the one who helped me complete it. Well, you know, and the reason why I bring her up is because I think more broadly the impact that she's had on her, on your life is really what most wives want to have on the lives of their husbands. So as we think about what's in these pages, I want you, if you could, for just a moment, we're up against a break, but for a couple of moments, could you speak to wives who are wondering, man, I'm looking at the man that God has placed within my life. Uh, I'm called to minister to him, but maybe he's in a season of discouragement. Maybe he's in a season where he's trying hard, but doors are not opening. What do you say to them about how to minister to their husband? Well, definitely. I think that that a wife's support, there's nothing greater um, than, than uh, for a husband than, than having the support of his wife. And, uh, and what a husband doesn't need is to be verbally beat down uh, because a beat down husband can't, ho- can't cover his wife or hold up his wife. And so what, a, what, what husbands are looking for is their wife to be supportive, their wife to stand with them, and their wife to use their words to encourage them. 
um, when they're down or when we're down as a family, um, because that encouragement gives him the pick-me-up he needs to continue to go forward in what God is calling him to do for the family as a whole. And so I would just ask wives out there to continue to be strong um, for your husband, even if, you know, as First Peter 3 says, even if he is an uh, unbelieving husband or operating like an unbelieving husband, First uh, Peter 3 says, show, show, still show him a godly example, because mm. that's what he'll be saved by. So I think that it's important to, to, to realize those things. Yeah, wives, you have extraordinary influence. Listen, we have uh, time for one more question before we go to break. You say this, that many times God takes away stuff out of our lives in order to get our attention. Why, why do you think he does that, Jonathan? Well, I think that it's important um, because it's the same thing that I do with my kids. A lot of times, um, you know, God loves us too much to give us too much. And so we have to realize <laughs> that a part of his, uh, a part of his love a part of his love is to make sure that um, that his kids don't grow up like what you said um, with this entitlement that that yes. doesn't bear any fruit. And so, what he'll do is he'll strip he'll he'll take you through a time of stripping because he wants to prepare you for an equipping, or or he'll take you down to nothing, but it's only because he's up to something. And so, it's 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 a father uh, dealing with his children the way that only a father knows how to make sure they're best prepared for the journey ahead. And so I think that a lot of times there are things that we have to lose and let go so that we have room in our hands for what God wants to show. If you have not already noticed, maybe you've picked it up that Jonathan is also a spoken word artist. And I'm taking notes, brother. I am taking notes. I absolutely love it. The book is Your Time Is Now. If you're looking to find uh, a recaptured vision from God for your life, if you're looking for the motivation needed to step into the next season or phase of God's plan for your life, if you're looking uh, for a reminder of God's calling and your time to say yes, I want to encourage you to get a copy of this book. Go to our website right now, equipradio.org or social media. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Equip Radio. We're going to take more of your calls on the other side of this break. Much more to come next up on Equip with Chris Brooks right after this. You're listening to a pre-recorded Encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks, having an extraordinary conversation with Jonathan Evans about his newest book, Your Time Is Now. Get what God has given you. We're taking your calls as well helping you to realize God's purpose and plan for your life. We all go through seasons of stagnation or setbacks, but don't let those seasons turn into a lifetime. It's time to shake it off. It's time to move forward. How do you do it? Well, there's so much to learn from the life of Joshua. And what Jonathan does is plummet the depths of the wisdom of God given in the book of Joshua, applies it to real life and helps us to walk in God's purpose and calling. We're going to be taking your call today at 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. Before we take our next call, uh, Jonathan, really quickly, this was a multimedia release. This book release was a multimedia release. What does that mean? Yes, this means that what I did with this book and what I do um, creatively is I just wanted to think about a way to give people an experience beyond the words um, and beyond the, the literary functions that all books have. I wanted to create an experience. So every three chapters, there's a QR code. And when you scan that QR code, there is a movie that I have placed in the book. 
And so there, so every three chapters, you scan the QR code. It starts the movie and continues the movie uh, throughout the book. And so while you're reading the book, you have a visual experience, a literary experience. And then at the end of the book, the movie concludes. But there's also um, at the end a soundtrack, which basically was snippets of my sermons. I had uh, S1, who is a Grammy Award winning producer, produce. Uh, music to those sermons so that you can continue to be encouraged after, long after the book is done. You can work out to it. You can ride to it because I want people to continue to be energized by the theme of, you know what, my time is now no matter what I'm going through. So you have a movie and a soundtrack included with the book. Now that's, a, that's a book. And I love it. And uh, I think all of those are needed because we are multi-sensory learners. I think about the opening of First John and he talks about that which we have seen with our eyes, heard with our ears, touched with our hands. That uh, that the life uh, is what we communicate to you, and and this multi-sensory interaction with our Savior is something that comes through in this project. Your time is now. Go to our website, learn more at equipradio.org. Okay, let's go to Chicago if we could. Jonathan Linda is listening there. Hey, Linda, thank you so much for listening. What's your question for Jonathan? Yes. My my son told me when he was four years old that God told him that he would be a leader. He was raised in the church, but as an adult, he chose to live contrary to how God want, wanted him to live. But just this month, uh, just in having conversations with him, I feel he's drawing close to the Lord. And, and I want to know, I want prayer, and also I want to know... Um, how I can encourage him to be steadfast in his faith. What a blessing, Linda. Jonathan's going to answer that, but let me just say this to you. You are a huge blessing, and one of the ways we're going to encourage your son is by giving you a copy of Jonathan's book, a complimentary copy of Your Time Is Now, for you to gift to your son, because I think that as he watches the movie, listens to the soundtrack, reads the book, God's going to answer a lot of the prayers that he's been uh, living with concerning his purpose. Uh, Jonathan, how would you answer a mother's heart in what Linda has just asked? Well, Linda, you know, I appreciate you, and I appreciate that question, and, and definitely your influence on your son's life needs to be um, a continuum. Um, but j just making sure that it's in the heart of, you know, I just want to see what God has for you, and I want you to experience what God has for you. Because remember, in the in you know, a lot of times as parents, we try to create an environment of success. We want to put our kids in this environment, and through that environment, we believe that that is the, the structure we gave them is what's going to be able to help save them from a lot of the decision makings that may be bad or contrary. But I always told myself this, and it kind of took the pressure off of me. That if Adam and Eve messed it up in that environment, then what environment can we create that's better than that? And does that make God a bad father? Absolutely not. It just means that Adam and Eve made a decision that was contrary to the environment that God created. So I wanted to just say that so that we can understand that, you know, none, you know some parents would feel guilty or feel, you know, they struggle with the fact that their kids made these different decisions. But I think what's happening with your son right now um, is that he's realizing that he has to change clothes. You know, one of the chapters in my book is is called Dress. And and right now what your son is doing, you know, he put on the fig leaves, um, which was, you know, I wanted to look good to man. I want to make sure that I'm acceptable. I want to make sure that, um, you know, that, that everything looks like it's okay and looks like it's covered. 
But realizing now that the fig leaves don't work, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, it says God clothed them with garments of skins, mm. meaning God was not satisfied with those clothes that they put on. He wanted to put on something different in order to take them uh, further than where uh, how they were dressed was going to take them. And I think right now he's in a process of realizing that the clothes, the fig leaves of the world, the fig leaves of, of the environment are not going to be good enough to take me where God wants to take me. I have to change clothes. And so I think that he's recognizing right now through the, his experiences, through his hurt, through his pain, through his trials, his tribulations, and the outcomes of his decisions, that the garments that he has are not working for where we're going and that I have to change. And you just continue to encourage him that God has garments of righteousness and God has garments of holiness that when you put those on, he can actually answer your request that you had when you were four years old. I love it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Linda. Thank you for the son that you've entrusted to her. I pray that she would be a constant source of encouragement uh, on on your behalf in his life. And I pray that he would change clothes, that he would put on the garments that you've ordained for him, that you've called him to wear in order to fulfill the purpose that he has been called to in Christ. Lord, have mercy upon Linda and bless, uh, Lord, her and her son to be able to see your mighty hand at work in his life. In Jesus' name, amen. Linda, you hang on the line. Again, we're gonna get you a complimentary copy of Jonathan's book, Your Time Is Now. Get what God has given you uh, just to say thank you, and I know you'll invest it into, your life, into the life of your son. So stay on the line. Our producer will get a copy of the book to you. Um, Jonathan, I know that I am one who at times wishes that life came with a rewind button, uh, but you remind us in the book that life does not come with a rewind button. Many people are stagnant because of something that's happened in their past, maybe past sins, maybe past hurts. What do you want to say to those individuals? Well, I think that that's why, uh, you know, forgiveness is, is so important. And what people think about forgiveness, they only think about, you know, forgiving that person or something outside of them. But sometimes it's forgiving you themselves. It's, it's right. recognizing that God has forgiven you. And if God has forgiven you, we have to then turn and forgive ourselves and then move based on that forgiveness. The Bible says, I think it's Matthew 3, 8, if, it, if my memory serves me correctly, that we have to bear fruit in keeping with uh, repentance. And so now we have to begin to bear fruit, and that means take root in, in what God's Word is telling you and in your prayer life so that you can continue to be girded up with the strength um, to move forward. Because you don't move forward staying stuck in a pile of your, uh, of your past. And so I think that it's important for us to recognize that. But then what you have to do is you have to move based on that recognition. Yeah. Feelings are not a criteria of function. That's what we have to understand. Mm. And a lot of times we let feelings be God over our life instead of God's word being God over our life. And so sometimes we have to move in spite of our feelings. And that's when we'll experience what faith can produce. Moving in spite of your feelings, I think moving and mourning at the same time is also important. We have to deal with our emotions of sadness or grief, but we can't let that make us stagnant. You, you say in the book, your father has this saying that life is like a dollar bill. What does that mean? Well, he, you know, he would always say, you know, life is like a dollar bill. You get to have it, but you only get, you only get to spend it once. So spend it well. Mm -hmm. And so once that dollar bill leaves your hand, you know, it's gone. 
um, what did you get for it? What, what, what did you get in return for what you spent? And so um, we want to make sure that this one life that we get to live, that we spend it well. And you can only do that by doing what the manufacturer created you to do as the product. And so if any product does something different than what the manufacturer designs, you know, it's not useful. It's, it's good for nothing. And so there's a lot of people who are trying to set up their own kingdoms, not realizing that they're missing this one opportunity to live out for his kingdom. Um, and that's all that's going to matter. You know, when I played football, I played on Sundays thinking about Monday. When I played in college, I played on Saturday thinking about Sunday. Why was I always playing one day thinking about the next day? Well, simple, because the next day you had to watch the film of your previous performance. <laughs> the next day you were held accountable for what you did on the field. And so every player plays today thinking about tomorrow, and that's what we need to do as people. We need to live today thinking about tomorrow, because when tomorrow comes, the coach is going to watch the game tape and wonder whether or not you were adherence to his kingdom. I love it. And maybe it's an encouragement to you to be reminded that God is for you and that you can overcome even the uh, the obstacles that are before you. Listen, I know life is not easy. Jonathan acknowledges that throughout his book, that life presents with us, to us rather, uh, heaviness and challenge. But in it all, God loves us. He is with us, even in adversity. And let the life of Joshua be a model for you. Uh, he faced so many obstacles, but the Lord's word to him again and again and again is fear not for I am with you. That is his word to us as well. We're going to take one final break. Jonathan is going to stick around with us. When we come back, we're going to talk about how do you have confidence and what role does that confidence play in our relationship with God? It's critical. I don't want you to leave this uh, conversation uh, just full of doubt and fear. I want you to walk in confidence. It's so critical. So you stick and stay. These breaks are only an opportunity for you to find out more. Go to our website, social media pages, Equip Radio. We'll be right back. As a dad, a friend, and a neighbor, I share your concerns over the growing problems in our culture. That's why on Equip, we tackle the tough issues, learning how to respond with grace and truth. We're looking for like-minded partners to stand with us. Would you be willing to become an Equipper today? In this role, you'll give a monthly donation to support the ministry of Equip. And as an Equipper, you'll receive insider benefits, such as a bi-weekly email that contains pastoral messages prepared just for you. Become an Equipper today by calling 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Jonathan Evans is my guest. Uh, this interactive resource, your time is now, is, uh, is an extreme blessing. I think all of us are uh, processing what is God's purpose, intent. How do I know the timing of God? How do I discern his will for my life? Jonathan talks about all of that and so much more in his wonderful book, Your Time Is Now. It's accessible. It is Again, multimedia, multi-sensory, so I encourage you to get a copy. Go to our website, find out more, equipradio.org. You can find out about Jonathan's ministry as well as the resource. Jonathan, talk about confidence. You know, I've been following, I love sports. I've been following the uh, playoffs 
of recent. And, uh, you know, every time my wife comes into the room, I tell her I'm doing research, honey, because I also use these uh, illustrations for my sermons. It's worked so far. Uh, but I want to, you know, when I think about athletes, I think about confidence and the difference it makes in the way that they play. What role does confidence play in our relationship with God? Well, it, it, it's, it's extremely important because uh, that confidence kind of lets you know um, whether you really believe what God says. It kind of, it, are, are you really dwelling in what God says or do you just hear it? You know, many people... Um, know whether they're confident or not when they're met with a challenge. And so then you realize, are you really confident in what God is saying to you? Are, are you really confident? Like Paul says in Philippians 1.6, he says, I am confident that he who began a good work is going to perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. So ha- Paul has a confidence, but I want you to notice what his confidence is in. He says, I am confident that he who began a good work. He, so he says, I am confident in him, not them. I am confident in he, not me. So Paul has his confidence placed in an an object or a person that is worthy of the confidence that he has. A lot of times what we're doing is we're placing confidence in things that fail us uh, or in the wrong things, and that we get betrayed by our very confidence and by the object we placed it in. So I think that it's important. You know, Moses, and I think it's Exodus 3, if my memory serves me correctly, says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? And a few verses later, God says, I am. And so what Moses did is he put his confidence in himself, which is why he was so doubtful. He said, who am I that I can go up against a challenge this big? And God corrected him and and said, sorry, Moses, you have the personal pronoun in the wrong position. It's not am I, it's I am. And so we just have to have our confidence in the right place. Yeah, in, in your book, you talk about in the last chapter some advice your mother gave to you guys. I know that's a very intimate moment, but can you share a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, at the hardest time of, of our lives, you know, just experiencing the cancer diagnosis, and my dad was letting us know, and everybody was kind of crying and, um, you know, really experiencing the weight of what we just heard that that the likelihood of her living was extremely low. Um, You know, in that moment, she said, um, guys, I want you to sit down. I want you to listen to me. So we all sat down, and she said, I need you to know what this is. She said, it's spiritual warfare. She said, there there is an attack on our family, and whether I make it or whether I don't, um, I want you to know that in this family, we do not tuck tail and run. So this, this strength is coming from my mom. She said, we do not tuck tail and run. We are going to do what God calls us to do. If someone calls you to preach, you're going to preach. Sing, you're going to sing. Mentor, you're going to mentor. Disciple, you're going to disciple. Because we're not going to let anything that, any weapon that is formed against us will not prosper. Uh, But we have to move in spite of our feelings. We have to keep going in spite of the the hazard signs um, that are trying to slow us down. And so she was the one in that moment um, that gave us the confidence uh, to keep going in the midst of our pain. You know, isn't it extraordinary how many times you find yourself in a moment where you think that God has called you to minister to someone else, to encourage them in Christ, and the tables get turned on you. And the next thing you know, they're That's encouraging exactly right. you. And uh, that, that clearly was a moment. And uh, And obviously, you've been blessed to have some extraordinary people in your life. But even if somebody's listening and say, well, you know, I didn't have a Lois Evans as a mom, 
here's what we do have. We all have the same Heavenly Father. We all have the riches of his word, uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And so um, you don't have to be a part of the Evans family to know that in this family, in the spiritual family of God, we don't run from God's purposes and, and intent for us. We don't run from difficulty. We don't allow our past to hinder us from our present or even our future. And so Jonathan does all of that and so much more. Um, brother, I guess as a final question, what is your hope on who will read this book and, and what they'll take away from it? Yeah, well, I hope that uh, that anyone that just wants to be encouraged in this life and what God is calling them to do uh, will pick up this book and use it as an encouragement and as a catalyst um, for their calling. And so that's what it was written to do. And it was written, you know, a lot of times I do things um, and they come out for other people, but they're done for me. <laughs> I needed it in yes. my own life. Yes. And people get to hear my heart so that they can experience that same encouragement. Yeah, well, thanks for inviting us into your life, giving us a little window there. We have put up on our social media sites a trailer uh, for the uh, for the movie uh, that's a part of the book. Remember, the QR codes are throughout the book. Also, there is a soundtrack that comes along with it. So if you're w- working out, if you're riding in your car, uh, you can also be encouraged that way. So reading, listening, seeing All of those things are available to you. Uh, Jonathan, uh, thank you. Thank Kanika for allowing you to kind of share this time with us. And we're going to continue to pray that God's hand of blessing be upon you, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate y'all having me. All right, folks. The name of the resource is Your Time Is Now. Get what God has given you. And I do believe that we need this reminder, you know, being Uh, maybe uh, having our rhythms broken up, being in a season uh, where everything that we have built by way of momentum seemed to be challenged or slowed down. Uh, But it's time for us to awaken out of our slumber. It's time for us to recapture our momentum, and it's time for us to move forward in Christ. And so that's why I wanted to have Jonathan on. I don't want you to be stagnant or to miss God's purpose for you. So please get a copy of this wonderful resource. I'm so grateful for you joining us today. Again, the trailer for the movie is up on our social media sites. Visit Facebook, learn about uh, the book and the resource there. Also, if we've been a blessing to you, this ministry has encouraged your heart. We certainly need your partnership so that we can stay on in your community, equipping Christians to more effectively live, share, and defend their faith. So if you want to partner with us with a monthly gift as we uh, end our year, or if you want to give a one-time gift, we call those gifts impact gifts. All you have to do is call now, 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. Well, my friends, I've really enjoyed being with you. I hope you've been encouraged. Visit our website again, equipradio.org. And until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.